0: Welcome to the Single to Soulmate podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration and guidance on the path to finding true love. I'm your host, Tanya Alberti, a spiritual relationship and manifestation coach here to help support you on your journey towards attracting a soul aligned partnership. Each week we'll explore powerful insights, practical tips, and transformative techniques that will empower you to create the love life you've always dreamed of. Are you tired of feeling stuck in your love life? Do you long for a deep and meaningful connection with a partner who truly understands and supports you? Well, you're in the right place. The Single to Soulmate podcast is designed specifically for those who are ready to break free from old patterns, heal their hearts, and manifest a soulmate relationship. And as your guide on this journey, I'll be sharing my years of experience and expertise in the realms of spiritual growth, personal development, and conscious manifestation. I'll help you tap into your intuitive awareness, embrace your authenticity, and show up as your best and highest self. Together, we'll delve into the power of self-love, healing from past wounds, and harnessing the principles of manifestation to attract the love you desire. Each episode of the Single to Soulmate podcast is carefully crafted to provide you with actionable insights and practical strategies. You'll gain valuable tools to navigate the challenges of modern dating, enhance your communication skills, and cultivate a deep soul level intimacy with your partner. We'll explore topics like setting healthy boundaries, building self-confidence, and trusting your intuition in matters of the heart. So whether you're single in a new relationship or just navigating the complexities of a long-term partnership, this podcast is your trusted companion. You'll find inspiration, motivation, and guidance to support you on your quest for love. Together, we'll transform your relationship with yourself and others, creating a foundation of love, trust, and mutual growth. So if you're ready to embark on a transformative journey towards finding your soulmate, make sure to hit that subscribe button and join me every week on the Single to Soulmate podcast. Together, we'll unlock the secrets to attracting a love that aligns with your truest self. Get ready to manifest the relationship of your dreams. Welcome back to Single to Soulmate. I'm Tanya Alperde. Your soulmate love goddess queen here. I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited to talk to her today. And is do you say Jean or Jeannie?
1: Jean, but Jeannie's okay too.
0: jeanie Jeannie. Okay. Jeannie Sullivan. Is it Belly? Actually, actually, it's Valorian.
1: Yeah, that's good. Jean Sullivan Bellachi.
0: Belletti. Okay, my husband's Italian too, so I get it. Um, okay. she's incredible. Holy cow. I love her. I love her energy. She's the author of Be the Soulmate You Want to Attract. And you all know how I always preach that. Um, she has entertained and inspired millions in interviews with her extraordinary midlife story where she turned her marketing on law of attraction scales on herself to make one big change and call in her husband overnight. Overnight preach it, girl. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for the story. As a certified life coach, she helps singles stop wasting energy on draining relationships and step into their sovereignty, living their happiest, most purposeful life so they can attract a partner who supports and elevates them. I am so here for this conversation. Yay, Jeannie. Okay, so I love it. I love it. So, first things first, tell me your story. <laughs> Tell me what your relationship story was like and what you're doing on online dating and how you did the law of attraction slip. Tell me it. I want to hear it. Tell me all the details. <laughs> I want the details. Well,
1: I'm just excited to talk to you. So we're even. And um, okay, my story, my story. So I was like many people in your audience. I was. I had a trail of sad, toxic relationships that I not only pursued, but held on to for mm-hmm. most of my life.
0: a girl. Um,
1: <laughs> and, you know, I, there was a time when I was embarrassed about it because you know now i understand that they were my learnings they were there was crucial contrast that i had to have in order to reach for more to create a desire for more but
0: mm-hmm. back
1: then i was embarrassed because i had this really high powered job that a lot of people envied i was um you know with a really fabulous group of friends you know it was a great life i manifested a lot of things that i had dreamed about on that side of my life but on my romantic side i was showing up this big and um and i didn't really completely understand it because of course i had like many people in your audience i had a troubled childhood but i had done so much work on myself i really didn't think that was an issue anymore
0: wrong right know. i hear
1: you girl i hear you <laughs> and then well The last person I was with before my husband, uh, we were together five years and he was a classic commitment phobe, not a bad person, you know, and I was just as much to blame for that mess. But I think what I needed out of that relationship was he had, you know, he, he was not really wanting to be my partner, but he was afraid to let me go at the same time. And I kind of relish that, oh, he needs me too much. And Mm. I started to look at the patterns and how I tended to get um, an emotional hit out of being needed. And I just, I never really thought about, because I'm a very empathic person, I'm definitely an empath. I, I was so busy thinking about the other person in relationship, I really didn't honestly know how I felt.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense.
1: I did not I, know Very much, I was... your story is
0: very similar to mine. I totally get that. It's beautiful. So what, when you had this eye-opening moment, what happened? You, did you um, decide that you were going to do some work? Did you just, how did it all come about with like law of attraction?
1: So I think I had to hit my romantic bottom and that relationship was it. Where at some point he had been ashamed of my weight gain. And um, it was just very hard to hear that, you know, because we were both overweight and, you know, I had been overweight when we met, but it just was a very, I just thought I had, I was loved for myself. Right. And to hear that. That's so
0: hard. That hits me hard. Like that hits me hard. Yeah. Especially not to interrupt you. But just a yeah, like, okay. pause. Yeah, I am a recovering bulimic. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of my story that has to do with my weight and my my body, my body, my impression of my body, uh, my vision of my body, my seeing myself. Even when I was like skin and bones, I thought I was like grossly overweight. Like I was afraid to leave the house because I thought people were staring at me. And I was mm-hmm. skin and bones, but I thought it was because I was so fat. I like the body, the body consciousness is just was so bad. I can't even imagine having someone you love tell you they're ashamed of you because you gained weight. That hurts my heart in so many ways. I can't even begin to tell you, but I yep. still so relate to your story. So thank yep. you for being vulnerable and sharing that. You're,
1: Continue. Welcome. You're welcome.
0: I just had to, I just had to throw that in there.
1: I just want to peep. I want people to know like how bad it was so that they understand because it's now it's so good. I just, it's, it gives people hope. And yeah. So I even still stuck with him after that for almost a year. Girl. I did. I did. Ah! Because he said Well, an empath is really interesting. Like he told me what I wanted to hear. So I pulled away and then he chased after me in co- commitment phobia. Right. they, of course, he
0: ends the wounds.
1: It's a but trick. I was, he said, I didn't mean it. I really didn't mean that. Um, And he, he's, you know, so he said all the right things. But he for of it.
0: Course,
1: yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, it was the story I wanted to hear because at the time I was in my late 30s. So I was, I was, uh
0: sure.
1: I was in that mindset of, you know, needing to have a result for this investment. And, um. <laughs> Not thinking like at, at any time, I knew I knew that I knew at that point, that was the beginning of my starting to realize this is messed up. This is really messed up, but I w- wasn't strong enough to let him go at that point. But finally, about little almost a year later, we finally did have the big breakup. And I decided I'm gonna take two years off because um, I, I know I need some help. Uh, so i i did i got help i got therapy um i saw dating and relationship masters studied with them i traveled the world on my own i also opened up a business which scared the crap out of me my whole life I love it. it set I love me it. free from the corporate jail you know and um i just became a higher vibrational version of myself. I took belly dancing to feel beautiful in my body. I love and that. I did. And I there's, love a lot it. Of, there's a lot of fluffy looking women who are famous in the belly dancing world in the middle I East. love
0: it. I, I think it's so affirming. I love that you did that. Like I love it. Because when I was younger I never had the courage to do anything like that. It wasn't until I got to be middle aged that i really started to have courage to do stuff like that so i love that you do the ballet dancing like i did pole dancing <laughs> <laughs> that's I, did. I was like i don't care if i'm fat jumping mm, on the pole i'm like i'm going for it i'm a little fluffy <laughs> but that's okay well yeah once i got over my issues with the bulimia uh, that's a whole other long story i hit menopause and gained weight so long story short anyway go ahead continue
1: please no it's all good it's all good so then About two, so about two years later, I felt I was ready to date again. I put myself online and I noticed a weird phenomenon going on where I was attracting almost exclusively like 25 year old men. Wow. I called called myself the accidental cougar because I... (laughs) I never saw myself <laughs> having that phenomenon going on. I
0: love it. I love it. The accidental cougar, that's priceless.
1: And so the guy, so I actually was curious because I was going, okay, but I want a partner. I'm not really in the mood. I'm not at a fit place in my life where I need to get my groove back. I need my partner. So I interviewed these guys and <laughs> I asked them what was going on and it was usually some and I wasn't doing it judgmentally I was just curious and Mm -hmm. they were like well you know with some variation of you don't want to have my baby you don't want to marry me and you're probably going to be better in bed because you're older you know that kind of stuff um so I realized as I looked at my profile what is what is up with my dating profile that is not clear and as I looked at it, I went, I'm just selling like a vanilla version of myself. It was easy breezy. I was very tentative in my language around wanting a long-term relationship because I didn't want to scare anyone away. I was very much into scarcity.
0: It's the basic bitch version. Yeah. Basic bitch. You're the basic bitch.
1: Yeah. Easy breezy, fun, confident. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. so it's going to be, I'm going to be easy. And then I went, okay, but but I'm not really vanilla. I'm really more rocky road. So let's be honest here about who I am. And I decided to get brave. And I realized, you know, I have a marketing background and I went, you know, this is not, I'm not in alignment with my brand here. So I decided to get brave. um, And that just meant flying my freak flag, which is just my way of saying unapologetically authentic. And that meant I had to get brave about scaring away Most people.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because you know what? You only need the one. Most people are not going to understand you anyway. It doesn't matter. You only need the one. You only need the one. And the one will find you when you fry your freak flag because you're putting your authentic self out there. This is what I tell my clients all the time. It's You're freaking me out because I always
1: say that. You only need one. And I always hold my finger up. The you only
0: need one. Yeah. Well, well it's fine. Listen, we're meant to talk. So,
1: it's so what, only
0: need one. Exactly.
1: So what wound up happening after that, um, I decided, so I put in my new profile um, that I wanted to get married. That's what my dating agenda was. Um, I said, not tomorrow, but that is my purpose in dating. Matt here to get my groove back, and then I I put more about my genuine interests, you know, which I I said very very uh, flat out that I like to go to drag queen shows, mm-hmm. and today that's way more acceptable than it was then because you know now there's RuPaul's Drag Race and a lot of people are watching. I love I drag
0: shows. For my 40th birthday, I made my husband take me out with eight of my gay male friends and we hit the gay section of the bars in Tampa and we hit all the drag shows. That's what we did. My husband and eight of my gay male friends and me for my 40th birthday. And I had my sash and my tiara and we had the best friggin' time. I loved it.
1: Yeah. I mean, my husband... um it was one of the things that he responded to. So like, I put that in there, I had a picture of me with a bunch of drag Queens and I knew there was an immediate, I mean, so I just put it out there. Right. And I, I, I really channeled what was delicious about myself and I really put it in there, but it was still, there were still the, the edges that I knew were going to scare people, some people away. But when I put that, profile up I felt like this amazing sense of peace like a like an actual energetic shift in my vibration and I knew that this was the last piece that I needed to do and now I needed to let go of the how and the when and just Mm -hmm. stop pushing for a result trying to force it to happen like I had always done like a good achiever and just let it go but the universe didn't make me wait long because the very next morning, not only did my husband wink at me, but three other men, all age appropriate for me and all very similar to, you know, you know, to myself in terms of values and what they were looking for for their future. And all all of them wanted to take me to a drag show. I
0: love that. You know, that's like the best story.
1: I freaking love it. And I was, I have to say, I was 300 pounds at that time. So if somebody is listening and going, oh, well, you know, she was younger then or what have you, I mean, I I was still. People are always like, oh, yeah, easy for you to say because of this
0: and this and this. I know, I know.
1: But I was, you know, I was 300 pounds at that time. None of these guys were chubby chasers Um, that, you know, they didn't put on their profile that that's what they were looking for. They were just, you know, Right. Um, I was considered intimidating by a lot of people because of my job and uh, I was middle-aged, which a lot of women, especially, but some men too, feel like you're starting to feel invisible. So it wasn't like that. I just had it easy. It's just because I had really tuned into what made me fabulous, and I was projecting that, that You're projecting I, that vibration. Yeah,
0: a million percent, girl. I love this.
1: I love this so
0: much. I love it so much. <laughs> so when you when you went out with your
1: husband, how did you know? How did you know he was the one? because he didn't feel exciting.
0: Hmm. Can you explain that?
1: Yes. So a big piece of my coaching that I try to help people with is um, a soulmate isn't supposed to feel exciting like we're taught in movies, romance novels. We're supposed to have the meeting across the room in our eyes and just spark with passion, you know. And I'm not saying that you don't feel anything, but the primary feeling that you have with one of your soulmates is, and the Buddhists back me up on this, is (laughs) peace, peace, calm, acceptance. Mm -hmm. But you see, in our culture, we're trained to believe that that's boring, that that's the friendship zone and therefore boring. And that that doesn't mean, that means you're, you're settling, all these, this story that is just total BS. The thing that I try to remind people of is just make sure that that instinct of the primary reason you're picking somebody is you like the photo and you feel a sexual chemistry. And let's be honest, that's what a lot of people wind up doing because that's what we're trained to do we're looking for that excitement i ask them i invite them to be more aware of what is driving the decisions they're making about whether to date someone and i said if you prioritize instead a different kind of chemistry which is more about compatibility
0: right do your values align
1: do your values align? Do your does your vision align? But exactly. also
0: Exactly. Do
1: you feel like you have to suck in your stomach and constantly fuss with your makeup and hair with exactly. this person? Because if so, you're you're focusing on physical chemistry. That's what that's the instinct in charge. The person who's gonna accept you for who you are is just not gonna inspire that in you. You're just gonna relax <laughs> and your body's going to lean in. And I explain to people. Imagine how much better the sex is when you're with somebody. You don't have to suck your stomach in with and and worry about how you look and oh my and God, get the right? And right when you're naked,
0: right? Yes, 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 it's yes, yes, a yeah, million times yes. Right. Because listen, I'm telling you right now, I wasted so many years, so many relationships, so many experiences with people where I was so hyper-focused on my body. Like, I couldn't even enjoy myself because I was like, oh my God, he's going to think I'm fat. Oh my God, I can't turn the light on. Oh my gosh, this. Yes. Oh my gosh, that. You know, I mean, when you let all that go, and you actually just couldn't enjoy the experience, is it's totally different. It's totally different. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful, and it's, and it's passionate, and it's amazing and wonderful it's all the things it's supposed to be oh, I love it I love it yeah so when did you decide that you wanted to funnel this little into a business into <laughs> helping people?
1: well Same thing. well you know for I had little angels along the way that planted little seeds with me but I was always a late bloomer <laughs> so in my 30s i had a coach who helped me with my career and she kept telling me you know what you're doing at your job is coaching you're you're already kind of coaching and i was like oh i don't know enough to be a coach and i just kind of shut down and then i was on a plane um in my late 30s and some a man who has authored many best selling books and um he you know does public speaking to Fortune 500 companies. He said to me, you're wasting yourself in PR, which is what I was doing at the time. Because you really need to be on stage. You need to be coaching and this and that. And this was from a five minute conversation. It was just so interesting. It was definitely little angels popping in. Right,
0: little divine messages. Yeah, I
1: still wasn't ready. (laughs) should you doing? (laughs) I love that. I was not ready. I love um, how that happens. That's amazing. Okay. But but basically I did uh start to uh feel this yearning in my soul. Um after I married my husband, I started to feel this yearning, okay, what's next? And for me it was making, you know, getting certified and uh making it official. And when I was coaching, I was just doing general life coaching. But most of the time, people would come to me for career because people would feel more comfortable with that. But we almost always <laughs> went into dating and relationships. Mm. And that's really what lit me up inside. And And my story, would, I think, is just very powerful for people to hear because it melts away a lot of the excuses that they've given, like, I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm too much. Yes. And that's and i just felt like it was meant to be and so um i moved part time to ireland with my husband as part of our uh, just before the pandemic as part of our next adventure phase and then the pandemic hit and i decided that's when i really thought i would buckle down and write my book be the soulmate you want to attract channeled it in about 3 months And then it just, I was very fortunate in that, you know, a lot of media were picking it up and I got some good clients that way and they've had some really great success stories. Um, So it's been very affirming, you know, but I just really love what I do. And I really feel like, and I think you can, I think you feel the same way when you help facilitate, even though we're, we're not matchmakers per se, right? but we're helping to facilitate soulmates coming together because the soulmates even though they still provide contrast it's the right contrast to push you forward right in your life it's a healing and relationship. That. yeah and mm-hmm. and it really they really they can still push our buttons as you yes
0: know. absolutely absolutely but if real- you look at your triggers and your wounds and you heal and you grow together that's why i said I always tell people. I always tell my clients. I think relationships, especially soulmate relationships, are the single most powerful catalysts for spiritual growth.
1: Hundred
0: percent. Yep. I love it. I love it. So, what do you have coming up? What do you? What do you? What do you do with your clients? Do you work with your clients one on one? Do you work with couples? Do you work
1: only with single people? Who do you work with? I, my favorite is to work with single people. Um, a lot of times when people are, when it's couples, usually by the time they come to you, they're severely damaged. <laughs> and yeah. um, I feel like it's better for a licensed marriage and family therapist at that point. What I like is to get people before, you know, in the early stages of a relationship or before they even meet someone to mm. have a better relationship with themselves or to show up better as a higher vibrational version of themselves in the relationship, which inspires their partner. So I I kind of prefer that sweet spot. Um, I have a six-step process that I use to help people through private coaching, through group coaching, workshops, things like that. I help them to release the resistance that's causing the patterns, like lack of forgiveness or limiting beliefs or not trusting yourself not owning your boundaries or your needs. I help them clarify all that, get super, super clear. Um, I help them to be unapologetically authentic and then rebrand themselves online if they choose to go online. And then I help them to date with that chemistry we were talking about with a different chemistry that leads to partnership. Um, You asked me what's coming up. I do have a workshop coming up that you might think is juicy.
0: I wanna hear all about it, tell me.
1: (laughs) Well, um, a lot of the people who come to me are complaining about feeling like they are a narcissist magnet. And also the others are, are, you know, feeling like they just attract a lot of my pattern was commitment phobes, And that's what a lot of people are experiencing as well. A lot of ghosting, things like that. And I said, you know, there's something spooky about all that, like Halloween. So I thought, We'll do a Halloween magic dating masterclass on October 30th, and it's gonna be tips on how to scare away (laughs) narcissists and other ghoulies. So you can start to attract a true partner into your life. And what else? I've got a free quiz. If somebody wants to just take a free Discover Your Biggest Love Block quiz. I
0: think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because I knew we were talking before we started recording about how a lot of, in my world lately, I've had a lot of experiences with clients and friends even that have been dealing with narcissists and even myself, even myself, I I have to say um, I had an experience where I was duped by a narcissist and I had no idea. Like I literally had no idea. And it, it was, an, it, I have been experienced because I am very aware of my guidance. Like I channel, I'm a medium and I hear I'm their audience. So my guides were saying one thing, but he was, and he was like like telling me this kind of like as in a, oh no, he's not a narcissist. Cause I kept asking them, I'm like, Listen, I'm feeling that he is. And they're like, no, no, he's not. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, no, no, he's not. And so I'm trusting them and listening to them, right? And then it comes out that yes, he is. And yes, he is a big liar. And they're like, listen, we only did that to you so that you would understand the depths of manipulation. And I was like, stop it, really? I'm like, are you yanking my train? And they're like, no. I'm like, so you lied to me essentially. they're like, well, listen, we tell you what you need to know at some time. I'm like,
1: seriously? You needed that contrast.
0: I needed the contrast. So it was really interesting because because I'm married. They're like, how else are you going to have experience with a narcissist? And unless you have experience with a narcissist, you really don't understand the situation. You have to have the experience of it. And you're married. So how are you going to have experience of the relationship? And it was with a couple I was working with. And I'm like, dang, you're right. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's the biggest twist of a story that we'd ever possibly expect of the end of a story. I'm like, dang, it was so mind blowing. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. So it was really cool though. But I mean, I've been talking about narcissism a lot. So I know that there are many, many, many of my listeners and people who follow me online social media who are going to be interested in hearing about your class. So what I'm going to do for everybody who's listening, um, please check the show notes. Um, check my Instagram. It's at I am Tanya Alberti. Um, you can follow me there. Um, I'm going to put all of um, Jeannie's stuff and her information in the show notes. And I will be posting in my Instagram stories how you can register for her masterclass, how to scare away a narcissist. <laughs> and I think it's perfect for Halloween. And it's perfect for everything that I've been talking about lately. And I think it's, of course, divine timing. Hello, everything fits and everything fits. It's so perfect. And I love that we attracted each other. And this is just the perfect timing for all of it. And I think it's beautiful. So thank you so much. And there's one thing you could share with my audience, how they can move forward in their singleness to really start stepping in to attracting their soulmate what would you
1: say i would say forgive yourself mm. forgive yourself for what you might see as um mistakes or not standing up for yourself enough in the past but i would invite you just like we were talking about that's a big hurdle for a lot of women i had one woman who said i know all this i didn't know all this but then we 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 really focused. We did a really deep self-forgiveness exercise. She said it blew her away. And then five days later, her soulmate came in. She just needed, she just needed that last piece of resistance. To me, that's that's one almost everyone has. They need to do some level of self-forgiveness because they're oh, okay. very, very yep. hard agree. on themselves.
0: I agree. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. It's been such a pleasure and honor having you. I, I love this conversation. I think you're incredible. I love your story. I love the work you do. It's so beautiful and perfect and so aligned with what I do as well. So I'm I can't so wait glad to and share. We
1: met. <laughs> huh? I'm so glad and grateful that we met. I know. It's perfect.
0: I Oh, I'll be telling everybody, everybody that wants to know about your book and your class and where they can find you and all the good things. I will post in the show notes as well as all my stories. So you'll be checking that um, in the upcoming days. And thank you so much for being here. It's been such a joy talking to you. And I keep up the good work because people need it. And I'm so excited. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of single to Soulmate. I hope the insights and guidance shared here have been valuable to you on your journey towards deep and fulfilling love, but it doesn't have to end here. Let's expand and deepen our connection beyond the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Tanya Alberti, where I share daily tips and techniques for tapping into your intuition, connecting to your soul and divine guidance, manifestation, healing the heart, and calling in your sacred union. It's a space where we delve into conscious relationships and all the transformative elements that contribute to creating soul-aligned partnerships. Now, if you found value in the Single to Soulmate podcast, I would deeply appreciate your support. Please take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback not only helps me improve, but it also assists me in reaching more individuals who are seeking guidance and inspiration on their own love journey. Thank you for being a part of my growing community. Remember, love is your birthright and your soul aligned connection is waiting for you. Stay committed to your journey and remain open to the infinite possibilities. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing the love that is
1: meant for you.